Last time on Lawful Stupid. You all find yourselves back in the Grand Magus's keep, talking about going into the temple and finding the artifact. Pay attention, dear. We're making a plan on how we get that artifact out so we can put it in the cradle. I have it. Where did you get that? In the temple. I, I can't explain it. But what I do know is it's not an illusion. So do we have the thing we need or not to go back in time? What are we doing with this uh, thing now? Does Paul touch it? Yeah, bro. But before you, a calendar appears. It's almost like an interface. And you're able to like touch it and move it. Going back several months, if you try to go forward, it doesn't move. I want to go back uh, seven years when my wife is is dying and I want to see my son before we know that he dies. You are able to pull that memory up and, and Gus, you're able to see this as well. Warning. Actions cannot be undone. Do you wish to continue? I'm going to look back at Gus. I do not wish to continue. Is it a place that you want to go? If you had told me that I could come to a time temple that would let me go back potentially no matter what is the circumstances and then you tell my son my wife that I could not go back I did not even try what does that say about me? so yes yes I do want to go back So, so yeah, Paul, Paul is about to hit the memory button. Bonk. I mean, I can't act like my smooch rebate's more important than Paul failing to save his son and watching him die in front of his eyes again, so I guess let's go. That was that was Shane, not not uh Gus. <laughs> Just to be clear. Okay. So is is that what you want to do? Yes, final answer. I have, I, I have no other. Yes, yes. Thousands times yes. Let me at him. Gus, any interruption? Or are you going to allow it to happen? I mean, I'm not going to tackle him. Because he can't. He's too small. <laughs> take that. How does that feel? Does that feel good? <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't. even know if it's going to take me with him. I don't know if he's just going to press the button and disappear and then it's my turn. Like, I can't just fucking wail on him. <laughs> He wouldn't survive it. Well, and I don't know. Here, to be fair to one, I don't. You, I mean, this is what you could do on a whim. I don't know if this even lets me go back, or if it's just like you just get to be in it while it's happening. And so, yeah, who knows? Shane, take your headphones off. Later. Paul Barrow, you select this memory and you ignore the warning. Mm. You're transported back to that memory. Set the scene for me. Oh, dear Lord, Joanne, here we go. Man, it's it's a beautiful day. I'm not going to lie, it's a beautiful day. 
Um, but inside Palbera's head, it hasn't been beautiful for a very long time. Uh, a lot of days are spent really just waiting on his his wife Mishka to die. Um, her health has just declined so much, and so it's been really hard to watch Paul Babo at the same time. And you know where we live, it's a it's a very comfortable place to live, but home hasn't felt like home in in so long. And Paul Babo, you know, is outside playing like he normally does. But uh, if we remember a few episodes back, he's he loves nature. He just does, and he's chasing this butterfly around, and it, and it's hopping from flower to grass to tree, you know, swirling loop-de-loops as it makes its way toward this cliff that Paul Babo has been told several times to stay away from. So your or Paul's son essentially is headed to jump off the cliff. Well, to fall. Yeah, he's just going to be like 90%. Right. I, think, I think even yeah, like he just he's, he's backing up as it's like the butterfly's like uh, hovering above him. He's backing up and doesn't even, there's no chance. He doesn't even see it. So does Paul Barrow attempt to intervene? Uh, I think depending, abs- absolutely, without hesitation, depending on where I'm at, that happens. So when you were selecting this memory... You saw your son. So I, I would imagine you were in range. So do you call out to him to try and prevent him from even heading to that cliff? Because I imagine like he's already chasing the butterfly um, when you come into the memory. Or do you try to physically restrain him? Like, I think depending on far, I think I'm running toward and yelling, Bible, Bible, as, as I'm running. I'm not going to just hope that my voice is, is the only thing that stops him. And so you're, you're running towards him through this, through this field, essentially, this, this meadow, and there's the edge of the cliff, and um, <clears throat> he's playing, um, he's distracted by this butterfly, and you can feel the breeze wash over you as you're rushing towards your son, and... You're shouting, and you're trying to get there. Your your feet is tearing through the earth. Um, you're stronger and faster than you were back then, and you're rushing. And he and he, it's you hear him say, uh, "I I almost have it," and he's like reaching up and and teetering backwards. <sighs> Roll me. We're gonna do a couple rolls. Mm, okay. Roll me and. Athletics check, please. I just want to say, I don't know that I've cared about a role in a game as much as I do this. It's 26. Roll me a sleight of hand check. Okay, sleight of hand, Riyad. Oh, wait, is that a... Yeah, it's a plus. I don't get that, though. So, but yeah, roll it. Ah, oh, it's a six. Roll me an acrobatics check. Seventeen. Paul Barrow, you... You find the speed. I think you might even rage, right? As you're rushing. 
and you, you push forward and you're you're able to close the distance a- as you see Babo fall over the cliff and then you reach out and you're full speed you no stop but you miss him and you go over the edge too but you're able to grab like you're you're able to grab the the edge of the cliff to hold on so you've got one hand on and you're like dangling and you watch as your son plummets What does Paul do? Come back to me. Okay. I need a bit. <laughs> you can leave your zen down. Hello. Welcome back. So Devin needs a minute to make a decision. And so while Devin needs a minute to make a decision... Darling, while while you're watching them in our face with the the relic, what are you doing during those few minutes while they're interfacing? Before uh, Paul selects the memory, um, she's watching them because uh, I feel like she'd be familiar with the gestures, um, mm-hmm. and just making sure things are going all right, uh, keeping an eye on Dad because Dad is. Rebel, um, but ready to act if something were to happen. And the Grand Magus, he stands up and he, he walks over and pulls out a couple books and says, Well, while they're tinkering around, and he throws a book to you, darling, and a book to Declan, let's do some reading, see what we can learn. Uh, while they uh, just dive in. Maybe we'll find something about this artifact. More information. Uh, I don't know, but it's worth trying. (sighs) What are we even looking at? And she'll, like, look at the cover of the book. Yeah, I I mean, it's, it's a book about artifacts, essentially. In there somewhere that it'll reference uh, the cradle of time. I to a couple of different editions. Fucking wizards. Oh, what a, does any of them mention about like seven beings or seven gems, with varying colors? Uh, no. What is I? Hold on. Go on. What do you mean, go on? I, I mean, it has to deal with Cassiel, somehow. Yes, but I. What do you mean, beans with different colors and images? Oh well, like Cassiel remembered his siblings, but don't know what they look like. But they were all related to a color like black and uh, red, and a few others. She'll like wave her hand. Hmm. 
But you're sure it's seven and not six? Well, there's him and then six others, so I assume it's seven. Hmm. And you see him, like, uh, reach out and essentially cast Mage Hand to way up on a shelf and grabs a book and pulls it back. And he starts flipping it open. Hold on. Interesting. And he turns the book open and shows you a page. And it's essentially um, some sketches and diagrams of the uh, platform of the portal. Mm -hmm. And the six gems match the colors that you saw. With the exception of the seventh. Being Cassiel's. Uh, Well, it makes sense. I would like to go back to the portal because he did point out that the Onyx gem is for sure one of them. But if that's the case, what is his role in this? If, if, if he remembers them, and these six together allowed us to open this portal. He doesn't remember. Important, um, but keeps the balance of something. Hmm. Leaves something. Almost made a joke that he might have been a seamster, but... I figured it was a bad time. Interesting. Grand Magus pulls the book back and begins to read. Devin, do you know what you want to do yet? I think so. Alright, we've got to go back to Devin to see if he's on the podcast anymore. Oh, well, shit. Good luck! Paul Barrow, you hang from this cliff, your legs dangling below. He's going to pull himself back up and kind of collapse onto the ground. Uh, Dwayne, what in your world... um, is is a god that Paul Barrow might know that might appeal to his his sadness or this this attempt to gain some sort of strike a deal for what like let him be the one let me swap places you know he's crying out to that it's just kind of heartbroken and so I mean you could pick from any of the pillar gods Ryle would obviously make deals uh, when makes deals. And Sinlor would be the most compassionate. But you could also... Well, you wouldn't know Bellamere. I, I think he's tossing all the names. Sinlor, Bellamere, Win, Even Ryle. Please, if you exist, if you're rare, if you want us to believe in you here, come to me now in my moment of need. Take me. Save my son. And he's almost just... He does not expect an answer. But it's it, its all he knows to do. You... Cry out your plea. And your words are lost in the wind. And you hear nothing. 
Um, he will do what he did that, that day so long ago, and he's going to go down. He's going to get uh, Paul Babo, his body broken, bring him back up, and uh, bury him. And he goes back in to tell his wife, Mishka, about what has happened. And as you're falling back into place, you are restoring the natural order of time. You appear in front of that artifact again with Gus across from you. Gus, it should be noted that for the briefest of moments, and and darling, you would see this too, Paul Barrow vanishes in like a green flash. It's it's minor, like the flash. He vanishes for a couple seconds, and then he reappears, sweating, dirty. What did you do? Hey, bro. Am I just outside of the thing now? No, you're still holding on it. Like you were still looking at the the calendar, okay. essentially. So, so you were seeing the, the next interface level of Inception. With no, you you guys are standing there. They can see you. She just can't see the interface. Paul just like you remember the Time Lord where he like would blink, and it's similar to that. He Paul like goes away and then comes back, and there's just like flash, mm-hmm. and he's totally different. Essentially, he's covered in dirt and sweaty and Paul I think that um, I I fall into for the first time showing like true weakness Uh, like I grab on to Gustavo and Tiny Dancer and like pull them in and and I just crying about how I failed so you take your hand off the artifact right so you lose the interface yeah 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 yeah, for sure and I I just uh, like to my knees, almost useless at this point. Just grieving. De- Declan comes over. Are you okay? What happened? I lost him. Again. My poor Babo. Augusta's just gonna give him a big hug. And be like, You had to try, bro. But I failed again. Well, we knew going in that like you can't change actions, but you would have never been able to live yourself if you didn't try. So you tried. But how do I live with myself? And I did try. I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to console yourself with that fact a little bit. And he just he's just crying harder. <laughs> no words. He doesn't have anything else for that. She will pat his head. <laughs> there, there. <laughs> Basically, she's like, "What? What do you say to turmoil. that?" Yeah, I think after a few minutes, he's kind of cried it out, and he'll just. Um, He's kind of just quiet, kind of off to the back yeah. of this crowd as you guys overlook this. Uh, There's like a silence in the library as you're grieving. No one knows what to say. The silence is only 
ever so gently interrupted by the slight turning of a page every few seconds. Uh, after enough appropriate graving time has passed, uh, Indeed, I'm going to go back. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the inter- the interface. How much time is appropriate, though? What do you think? I'm thinking like Dwayne said two, two minutes. Days. Oh, okay, Dwayne said yeah. two minutes. So I'm going yeah. with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to go ahead and look to a week before we went through the door. Hmm. Okay, guys, uh, this has all been really awful. Uh, I'm going to go back to like a week before we went through the door because it's going to be on fire there if I go immediately afterwards. So I'm going to like take a week, go through the woods, eat some stuff, make my way towards Prinny. When I line it up so that by the time that I go through the door, I'm making it to Prinny where I will resume my life as though none of this has happened. But I'm going to abandon everyone and go live with May forever. But how did you come back if you went in the past? There was like a green flash. You didn't see it? Yeah, it was immediate. But like, are you going to go back and, what I don't know, live however many moments and then green flash be right back here? How, I guess, Paul, long were you gone? Did, Paul, <laughs> 47 years. <laughs> I was gone for a few hours. Are you sure you're even going to get a week or a year? Are you asking me? Yes. Because I'm not coming back. I'm going to live in the new timeline. Then I'll age up to this moment. But how did how did you come back? With, with a magic time cradle. <laughs> Do you take the entire object with you when you go? It looked like it was just he was gone for a, a blink. No, I think it's like a door that leads to another time. And I'm going to walk through the door and then I'll step out into this other time. That's uh, how Dwayne. I choose to perceive it. So can I ask Palbero? I feel like I was just like, I see it passing through. Please it's almost like I jumped into a stream. your experience as Palbero. Okay. However you feel like it. Because it's important to note how Paul Barrow experiences it is how I want you to explain it. I don't want to tell you how it works. I want you to explain it and work it out. When I saw this vision of of the past, it was like if I could see it in water and jump into the water. And at the same time, the same feelings, memories all came flooding back like I was already there from the time I was there feeling it but I knew what was happening and so the, the old me is at the home and this me is trying to correct the event and I fail 
But as I begin to go back to my wife, or I was in the original timeline, I almost lost an awareness of, of myself making the difference. As if he was just, just molding back into the old me, combining us two together again. And then I, I wake up here. But I remember the hurt and the pain. But I don't remember letting go to come back here again. Yeah, so if I go through, if I use a thing and I go to a week before we go through the door, then I'll be there with my knowledge that I have with the, with the time that I've lived. So I know that going to the door will lead to fire and death and that leading to Prynneth will lead to a year of smooches. Unless you get molded back into the old thing and you'd forget. Like it, it's like it's fuzzy and combines you back again. So I don't know. I just, gotta, I just gotta run I gotta run really fast. You should write yourself a note. You should always leave a note. I like turn myself I polymorph I myself into a pigeon, cast animal messenger on myself, <laughs> target May. Then I'm gone, baby. And then uh, yeah. Would you be able to see if- uh, that's levels of magic I won't ever get. <laughs> <laughs> She'll like wave her hand around it's like that that's for wizards. Yeah, I'm very powerful like a wizard, that's correct. I don't know but if only when it's been baked to FDA standards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Internal temperature of one hundred and seventy degrees Celsius, or I don't touch magic. Mm-hmm. That's probably a lot. I don't know how Celsius works. I I feel like it won't work, but if you're gonna do it, then I'm not gonna stop you. Okay, so like the worst thing that happens if I try to do it is that I relive the mediocre experiences of like I don't have to go. I don't have to like relive a tragedy. I just have to like walk to this place and then watch dad go through a door and be like, whoa, and then I follow him and then we do a jailbreak and then, I'm, you know, that's not so bad. You hear Declan speak up and he says, can you, can we use it again? Oh, it's got limited uses. Paul, did you ruin this for me? And I'm going to, I'm, I'm scanning. I'm going to the week before that I'm pressing as hard as I can. Yeah, you you go to press it, um, and there's like this static feedback. It, it it's very jarring. It, it's like through your whole body. Well, it turns out Cassiel's a two pump jump, so I can't go see my fucking wife. <laughs> well, maybe it recharges after some amount of time. The Grand Magus looks up from the book after hearing you shout that. No, I just found it. It says two uses only ever, and then it's done. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And when you look, he is. You've seen a bunch of different facial expressions on him. You've never seen him just angry. Like, his eyes, there's almost like a storm brewing in them. What do you mean? 
It won't work. Yeah, Paul used the last shift. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. Ugh. Shrug. It wasn't me. The Grand Magus stands up and walks over to the artifact, and you guys. What happened? Oh, well, okay. First of all, you can take the bass out of your voice when you talk to me and my family. <laughs> Second of all, uh, Paul, had, Paul used it. He was trying to save his family who passed tragically seven some odd years ago, I believe. Uh, and, you know, uh, now it's Seven years, work four months, and two days, yeah. Yep. Now, now, now it's out of juice. The Grand Magus turns to you, Paul, and I, I still think you're a crumpled form, right? Like, uh, he's probably, uh, I'd say he's standing. He just kind of like head bowed, not really paying attention. The Grand Magus walks up and walks up to you and, and grabs you by the shoulder, pretty sternly. And says, what were you thinking? I cast Polymorph on the Grand Magus. Yeah, sure. Here's to a safe. <laughs> you don't get to shake my bro while he's having the second worst yeah. day of his life. What's to save? Uh, I think it's a wisdom save. Wisdom? Yes, wisdom yeah, save. I think so. 16. Okay. If he can manage it. Um, it doesn't affect him. Okay. I mean, he, but he, he succeeds. But he should know I tried. Oh, he fucking knows. He turns and looks at you. I don't think you want to do that. <laughs> I probably morph into a panda spotted Kanga fucking Roo, and I put up my dukes, and I'm hopping. <laughs> the Grand Magus raises a hand towards you. If you're genuinely threatening. I'm turning into a panda spotted kangaroo and, and roll a dexterity saving throw. You got it. Always hey, anybody's listening at home, you know what's a, a, a good idea always? Pick a fight with your DM's favorite NPC. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's <clears throat> Well Andy's proven multiple times to be strong. I have rolled a thirteen uh, for my dexterity saving throw. You are lifted from the ground and you are thrown through the window and you crash and crumple backwards in in the, the realm of the time temple. And he turns back to Paul. What happened? What did you do? I failed again. Make it work again. Now. Paul will just kind of look up. How how tall again is Magus? I mean, he's shorter than him. He's like six foot, dude. He's not that six two or something. I don't know. He's not seven foot fucking tall. Yeah, I think that um, this grief is quickly turning to rage. 
it's, it's just easy to redirect, especially now he's, he's put like kind of grabbed me like physically. Uh, it's almost shocked yeah. him out of that state a little bit. Um, and so Paul kind of stands up a little taller and kind of just looks at him like, I, like I'm, I'm not the magic guy. And then he looks around at all the stuff and he goes, why don't you use the grand and grand magus? Or are you not able? And he will he will slap the Grand Magus' hand uh, if he's grabbing. He's, he's going to remove like remove his hand. He's not going to like attack him, but it's like don't touch me. Don't need you here. You hear Declan? Hey, hey now! Why don't you just all calm down? You're all quick to use the hands. Oh, I didn't hear no fucking bell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopping back. <laughs> The Grand Magus slaps the Cradle of Time off the de- the table and storms out of the library. Every RPG player knows that the scariest final boss isn't Tiamat, Fekna, or Orcus. Why? It's none other than scheduling a game! That foul beast! It's no one's fault they can't make it, Tim. So how do we get a game together that is exciting, fresh, and worth exploring? The answer is plainly. Roleplay Revolution. Roleplay Revolution allows you to generate ready-to-run adventures in minutes. It comes complete with NPCs, monsters, maps, and more. What a hoot! Your adventures can be highly complex for even the most intelligent, or as simple as you require. Isn't that right, Timmy? Roleplay Revolution has powerful tools that let you tweak your adventure after initial creation, so don't worry about all those last-minute great ideas that you come up with. You start by just throwing out some of your favorite themes, movies, games, etc., just to get the juices flowing a bit. Want to mix high fantasy with your favorite RPG title? Go crazy! A mustachioed plumbing brothers in steampunk? You got it. Your imagination is the limitation. Roleplay Revolution allows you to create the game you'd love to run, but just don't have the time to write. To spice it up even more, let's assume that Tim and your other quote-unquote friends are indisposed for a long period of time. Never fear! Roleplay Revolution has an AI-powered DM named Oracle, that's nice, that will never leave and keep its time commitments. Oracle will run the adventures you generate for you. You can run the adventures solo with Oracle or have a GM for you and your friends. It's free to try, but we, Lawful Stupid, hope you'll hear this and go for the annual subscription. If you purchase the annual subscription and use the code LAWFULSTUPID at checkout, you'll get a whopping 20% off the total price. Head on over to RoleplayRev.com and let the games begin. Can I go catch it? Yeah, you, you can catch it. You're quick. Oh my god. Diving save. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
just all, all of you, just, just put some water you on Declan your head. Goes, ice. Fuck it. Declan goes, so I, I can't use it? Don't even touch it. Don't. No, I, okay. I'm going to figure it out. Because apparently he's mad and everyone thinks something breaks after the first use. Boing, 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 boing. <laughs> That's how the fucking Derringer lads do it! Yeah! I saw you pops, you were like, hey, well, we just all calm down. You don't talk to my fucking son that way. Ah. You got the dingo in you, pops. Cute. Very cute. <laughs> Adorable, even. I imagine he's really so small now. Like, that's why I think that, like, he's really tiny. I have to stand up on my big kangaroo tippy toes to put my arms on your shoulders. Declan. Declan. You know, if you were a bigger kangaroo, I could fit in your pouch. I mean, I should be able to wild ship to a, dare, a dire kangaroo, right? Right. <laughs> sure, yeah, I, I, I have a CR for that. I believe in I you. didn't see it in the list of creatures, but there's dire everything else. Yeah, dire everything else. Uh, Dire straits, even. Yeah, could I could I cast identify and sit with this little cradle thing and figure out what it does? I still have some spell slots to figure stuff out. And you're gonna use every single one of them casting identify on the same object. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I respect it. I'm gonna learn shit. So it's now know- together. <laughs> <clears throat> So you know that this is the Cradle of Time. Uh-huh. It is a magical artifact and is powerful beyond, um, beyond um, anything you've ever seen before. And it reeks of chronomancy. And what you know is that the Cradle of Time is a powerful artifact created by Bellamere and Aya. And the intent of the artifact was to turn back time. To go back and undo what was written. Because Aya and Bellamere knew the path they were all going down may not end well. And so you know that this artifact was meant as a safety net. Meant to undo hardships. And it also feels shallow. It feels like it's empty. But it doesn't feel dead. Do I get how to use it? You know that in order to recharge it, you have to give it what it used. Time.
Does one have to attune to it out of curiosity? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, she'll start relaying it back to everyone. It's a safety net uh, made by Bellamare and Aya uh, to fix time to go back uh, because the path everyone's walking on is yeah, probably going to fuck up. Um, you can attune to it and to recharge it, you give it time. Like we have to wait for a little bit, or? <laughs> Still a kangaroo, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget. Uh, <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I don't know if it you give it personally or if you just wait. Because I can go get a fucking tree right now. Those things live for hundreds of years. You can convince we a tree. We gotta make like some sort of sacrifice. Um. How does a druid feel about sacrificing a tree? Better than I feel about sacrificing my sister. That's fair. (laughs) So what am I? My accent is quickly degrading. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna wrap this episode up. up. As as the as the wild shape starts to wear off, so does the accent. (laughs) I'm turning more panda-like by the second my accent. Instead of having like kangaroo fist, he's got you see the panda paws start coming back. Ooh, um, I don't know how quickly you're gonna let this. Out. So uh, Paul hears this, and it, uh, in his in his grief, and I'm anger, boxing and frustration. Gloves, he'll, he'll hold out in his hand and say, "Give it to me." No, I, no, we're not doing that. Why? <laughs> we did that before. <laughs> Last time, you came back real sad. <laughs> Yeah. No, I get what you're doing. You're making a heroic sacrifice because you, you're all bummed out that you failed again. I give a wanna... year. I'm not giving all time, but I give a year. Uh, that's You'll be back with your May. Okay, yeah. I'm into this plan again. <laughs> Smooth remains, yes. We, uh, we, can tr- we can try a tree first if you want, but... Uh, I don't Too even... Too much time. <laughs> I cast plant growth. It's not a big deal. I don't well, know I'm if that's how it works, but <laughs> Try. No time. Sure, whatever. And she'll hand it over. Do you want to spend an hour attuning to it? Yep. What do you guys do for that hour? I'm going to take use of my kangaroo time and I'm going to be uh, jumping Tell around. <laughs> <laughs> one little wonder, one little wonder. I'm going to be a nerd and read the books that Grand Magus pulled out. See if I can glean anything. Uh, and Declan says, uh, be, be careful, Paul. I'm, I'm gonna go check on Maggie. Oh, he lets you call him Maggie. My power oh, is filled it. with nachos. <laughs> I'm Declan grabs one on his way. You get a nacho pouch? <laughs> yeah, it's like straight up just like that. But it like, it's no, in it's my pouch. pouch. There's like loose cheese and meats and stuff in there. Oh my like, god. <laughs> I mean, so uh, it's, it's a little gross, but like, is it any gross than eating nacho care. out of somebody's extended hand, which is kind of gross, but not that gross? Mm. Yes, absolutely. 
<laughs> out of your sweaty skin. It's, it's more like eating nachos out of First your of belly all, you button. don't even know if kangaroos fucking sweat. Dogs don't sweat. What makes you think kangaroos do? I bet they do. Google it. Google, I'm gonna Google ask it right now. Stop the podcast. Do kangaroos sweat? Do kangas. <laughs> I was joking about stopping the podcast. I didn't sweat. think he was going to listen to me. Yeah, he plays Overwatch while we do the podcast. I <laughs> don't, man. I you did. Uh, yep. That's why you hated DMing. You couldn't, you couldn't DM and play Overwatch. Yeah. God help him, he tried. Kangaroos, yeah. um, they sweat while moving and pant when exercise stops. Sign my documents. Interesting. I don't believe it. It's so weird. It's like your source. Yeah. Uh, Red Kangaroo Denver Zoo. Okay, so we're talking about red kangaroos now. Listen. Oh, let me look at Panda Bear Kangaroo. Nobody asked Pan you to kangaroo. go to Red Tube, Sorry. okay? Um, red Tube. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, I'm saying that if they pant, because dogs pant because they don't have sweat glands, they just pant to get the heat out. So if kangaroos are panting, why are they sweat? So it's a cooling mechanism during exercise, but not in the heat. To pant, so they no, only sweating, sweat sweating. when they exercise. Yeah, and you were you were jumping rope. You got me there. Well, I did say nachos <laughs> after. Rules is written, baby. Yeah, I mean, you got me there. You got me there. There's funny nachos, but you can help yourself. Okay. <laughs> I do. They cheer me up. Plus one to cheer. <laughs> Four temporary hit points because <laughs> you ate my all barrel. Yeah, you you attune. You know. And only you know that it's empty and that you have, there's this feeling that you can recharge it with your own life force. But there isn't necessarily like an instruction manual. You There isn't like a, yeah, no, I'll just give a year. I, does it does it take the year off the back end? Because those last years can be I want it, Okay, I want to give some intent here, and you do what okay. you want, Dwayne. I don't know what the plan. I want to forget my son. Like it hurts so bad. I want to forget the whole the whole thing. I want to somehow get rid of that year. I'll do whatever role you want. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to do some cool stuff. No, here. no, no. Hold on. You get the sense that this, what you're doing, is going to take some time. It's going to be a process. Before you go down this road, are you going to communicate to your partners? Because this is going to be a multi-hour thing for Paul. Yeah, I mean, I'll just break it down to that. I, I. I feel good about the time being taken, but I need more time, ironically, in order to, to yeah, fill so this explain, device. Yeah, so have Paul explain it to them. It's important that we... I think he's he's been facing a Let him wall. say goodbye. Um, and they've kind of been conversing to one another, and, and he's, he's holding this thing, and finally he turns back, he goes, I have it. I will feel this void, but I will need some time. Perhaps still morning? Question mark DM. Alright, well that sounds great. 
This sounds great to me, bro. Are you gonna be okay? I must be okay. So do you want to do that in the library, or do you want to go to one of those rooms that you slept in your room that you slept in? Um... Let's go to one of the rooms, yeah. Guys, I'm gonna let you have your headphones on for this. Paul Barrow. You go into this room. And you have the intent of forgetting your wife. And your son. And you place your hand on the cradle of time. And you give yourself to it. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. With disadvantage. Oof. Okay. First one's a 12. Second's a 13. Over the course of the night, Paul, you feel the artifact pull at you. Not physically. There isn't a tug at your chest. There isn't pain in your muscles. You feel things slipping away. You don't remember your wife. What was her name? You, you didn't have a son. You didn't have a dad. Not really. You didn't have a family. You don't remember what came before. You just remember Darling and Gus and Declan. And this pulls from deep within. And Paul, you have... You have fought battles. You have fought... You have wrestled champions. You have pushed your body beyond its breaking point more than once. You've broken bones. You've, you've been on the brink of death more times than should be reasonably possible. But this is the most tired you've ever been. And as you feel that way, the artifact begins to spin and hum, vibrant, like when you first, when it was first put back together. And it's early in the morning, two, three. And you look up in the mirror. And Paul Barrow, you have aged 30 years. And you have forgotten more than you could remember. You don't remember your wife. You don't remember your son. You barely remember Declan. You sacrificed so many memories. 
I think exhaustion might take over. And I think you pass out. Lying there on that bed, in front of the mirror, with a cradle of time, worrying. Shane, Avon, Devin, take your headphones off. Oh. Dwayne, if I have to wait for this freaking episode and I wait and there's nothing, I'm going to drop this and get you taking headphones off, but just remember that. <laughs> oh, 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 now I have an in. Now you're going to you're going to come to Tennessee. What am I going to do? Be happy about that. Threaten me with a good time. I still have a headphone in and the answer is yes. And dot, All right, dot, cool. go ahead. Miss you. I love you. Uh, Paul Barrow falls into the bed and falls into a deep sleep a well-earned sleep as the artifact whirs and spins his room is silent other than the hum and ticking of the metronome we hear the door handle turn We hear the door open. The squeak. And we see the image of the Grand Magus. And he walks forward and he sees Paul. Aged. Exhausted, he sees the artifact. He sees the cradle of time. Finally, he says. And the Grand Magus places his hand on the cradle of time. And there's a green flash. That is where we're going to end this season. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, did we win? I think we won. I think did we, we level up, though? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, Dwayne. Shane. Can you do the role for humanity for us? Yep. Uh... We're still rolling for red, yeah? Mm, yes. Uh, red, great organization. 
leading the fight against HIV and AIDS, worth our dollars and yours. Uh, we're going to be rolling for them, and I've rolled a six. Yeah! So six more dollars going Red's way, uh, and yeah, we hope you join us. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, how how does dry skin affect you at work? Uh, people think you're flaky. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, not the answer. You don't have any elbow grease to put into it. Mm. <laughs> Next. No, last time we got in trouble. Uh, nope. I'm not playing this game anymore. Next. Mm. Okay. Got one. Why does Marvel advertise the Hulk the most? Because he's so incredible. Hulk smash! So they have all the smashing hits? That's pretty good, too. He breaks uh, the box office? He's basically one big banner. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. That was really good. I like that one. Next. Uh, <clears throat> Do you know why it's so hard to teach kleptomaniacs humor? I was napping. Stealing the... Stealing the... Stealing the show. Thunder. <laughs> Steal it. <gasps> what is it? Because they take everything, literally. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> like a joke within a joke. Okay. Hmm. like an onion. What's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle and a well dressed man on a bicycle? A wheel. A, wheel. <laughs> a tire. <laughs> no, oh, thank you. That was really so, good. It was so close. It was like Funny that you both said really a wheel, good. and then it was a tire. That's, <laughs> that was really good. Too broad. Too broad of a statement. Dad, go That was good, Avon. Because a tire, like the way the clothes. Yeah. Close, yeah. I, now that you explained it, it's not funny, Avon. Yeah, now <laughs> that you now, now that you really did the one plus one joke. for me, Shane, I really Hey Shane, that documents. was really interesting. Can you just explain it in fantastical terms uh, for me? No, like it. it was like a fantasy no, 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 item. No, 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 mansplain it. They should get it better. Uh, now that was good with the I forgot. I already forgot what he said. I forgot what was. What he said, "Can about. you explain it in fantasy terms for him?" Which is a thing. No, I, I, I heard that. But what am I explaining in fantasy terms? The tire joke. <laughs> Great, oh, dude. Now we're on fifteen different layers. Uh, yes. uh, <laughs> um, uh, Devin, uh, as you, you always say, two thumbs and a pinky's that, worth. That that oh, was added. Bye. Bye. He dies onto his formal garments.